0: Welcome to The Lens, hosted by Catalysis, where we get a glimpse inside healthcare organizations that are transforming to a culture of improvement to deliver continually higher-value outcomes for patients, staff, and communities. Visit createvalue.org slash the lens for more information about Catalysis. Thank you for tuning in to The Lens. I'm your host, Peter Marihase. Today, I'm joined by Dr. John Toussaint, the Executive Chairman of the Board of Catalysis. John recently co-authored an article for the Harvard Business Review with thoughts on how and why a public option for health insurance can work. Hi, John. Thank you for joining us today.
1: Hi, Peter. I'm glad to be here to talk about an important subject.
0: Important and timely. And John, you're certainly no stranger to our listeners. Please share with us what you've been hearing and seeing during the pandemic that's been going on.
1: Well, I think particularly related to today's conversation, what we've found is that that uh, the, the, the fact that people can't do their elective surgeries, they can't do a lot of the things that generate income in a fee-for-service world have become seriously problematic. And in fact, some organizations that are in a more prepaid world have done pretty well through the pandemic from a financial standpoint. So I think what this has done is really, is really exposed the fact that our payment system, which we know has been flawed for a long time, uh, is actually way more flawed than we thought. So I think it's really important for us to start thinking about what are some options and, and so that we don't get ourselves back in to this situation again, or the third surge or the fourth surge, and sure it'll be great when everybody's vaccinated, but the reality is uh, this crisis has has put a huge amount of financial pressure on many of the delivery organizations that, uh, you know, that we know and, and work with.
0: Well, and, and it seems as though we're getting a lot of lessons from the pandemic, um, especially in this, and you and your co-authors present a very strong case for, as you call it, a better care plan. This plan would be modeled on the current Medicare Advantage offerings. Can you provide a summary of what this plan would look like?
1: Well, let's step back and look at what uh, uh, President-elect Biden has been talking about. He does wanna resurrect parts of the uh, ACA, whether you're for that or against that is, is neither here nor there. But one of the things that he is is suggesting is uh, something that's called a public option. This would allow the expansion of Medicare benefits to uh, people in in different uh, age classes and in different um, potential uh, even uh, employers. So what we've suggested in terms of 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 a way to address that is that we take what we already know works Medicare Advantage actually has been very popular uh, in the Medicare program. Uh, it's one of the most uh, popular programs in terms of customer satisfaction. And so, what we're suggesting is, why don't we expand that and allow that to 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 be offered, or a plan, what we call a Better Care plan, to be offered to those under 65 uh, who who either. Uh, uh, want that or or, uh, will actually um, be able to get that under their uh, uh, statewide system Uh, and and also offer it to employers. So if employers don't want to go down the insurance uh, uh, contracting path, this could potentially be an option for them. This is a competitive program, so the usual private insurers that you're all familiar with would be competing uh, for the, um, you know, for your business, so to speak, uh, under, under, under this, under this uh, plan.
0: So so it really is a transitional. It it includes both. It doesn't eliminate the private insurer at all, but it brings in those advantages. And, and as I was reviewing the article, the Better Care plan is based on a fixed amount paid to providers for each covered patient in a capitated payment model. What are the advantages for this type of reimbursement for the providers?
1: Well, let's let's dig into this better care plan concept a little bit more. What what we're talking about here is is, um, really coverage of both inpatient and outpatient care. Inpatient and outpatient care is covered similarly to how you'd be covered in a private insurance program. So the, 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 the plan actually is administered by private insurance companies But the payment system is different. Let me talk about some of the advantages uh, as it relates to to, uh, what we're calling a better care plan. First of all, um, it helps the delivery system get off the addiction of fee for service. Now, many of us on this call, if we uh, are many of us, you know, have been talking about the disadvantages of fee-for-service, especially as it relates to lean or organizational excellence. Many times when we take waste out of systems, when we improve systems, we actually get penalized. And I've written several papers on this. We get penalized by the existing fee-for-service system. So what we're talking about here is actually creating a per per member per month payment system to delivery systems, okay? So you would get a a, um, per member per month payment Uh, coming from your better care plan, which uh, Medicare would be paying the better care plan, better care plan would then be paying the uh, delivery systems. Um, This would be a prepaid fixed risk-adjusted payment uh, to care for all the patients that were enrolled uh, in your system. And uh, this would change the incentive to be one for pay for value rather than pay for volume. We've been talking about that for years. Uh, it's time to do something about it. And so what, what now it means is that in this system, the hospital becomes a cost center and the hot, and the delivery system actually is focused more on how do we keep people out of the hospital? How do we better manage their chronic diseases? Uh, one of this, uh, so that's one big advantage to uh, thinking this way or, or a system of payment that would work this way. Another big advantage is that um, if we have upfront payments, it really helps us to focus in on new care models. You know, right now, uh, if we reduce hospitalizations, we get paid less. But if we look at the atrius example, which I give in the in the Harvard Business Review paper, what they found was, in seventy five percent or more of their businesses in, in risk based uh, payments, which are you know prepayments. Um, so it's not fee for service. And, and what they found is that this allowed them to do things like medically home. They actually worked on a pilot in which they took care of most of their patients or, or 30% of their patients that would have otherwise been in hospitals. They, they built a system to allow them to, to care for those patients at home. They've had better quality and lower cost, about 30% lower cost than if you go to a hospital. So that's a new care model that actually was driven out of this financial incentive to look at how we can improve quality and lower cost of inpatient care. And I want to talk about one more advantage because there are many other advantages. But one of the other advantages is this allows for a predictable revenue revenue stream for providers. So in this you know this topsy turvy world we're in right now, um, you know providers lose their outpatient surgery and they you know go negative on their on their uh, net income. If we have prepayments, we would have a leveling off of this crazy volume uh, thing, which, which, which is bad in the pandemic, but it's also bad in the non-pandemic. And when I was CEO, I mean, we got, had all these kinds of fluctuations. It was crazy. We couldn't really manage uh, that effectively. What if we had a known prepayment that we were going to get for the next three to five years? That would allow us to do all kinds of things that we could never have done before. So those are three basic advantages to the Better Care Plan, which is really focused on better care. Right, redesigning the care so that we're uh, creating new care models, uh, getting upstream of problems, so we're better uh, managing chronic disease. You know, all of this has been talked about before, but but now it it may be the right time to actually start to uh, implement these ideas.
0: Well, and it, it seems as though the patient satisfaction would go up as well. You talked about the in-home care, Atrius' example, that, that they would be much happier as a patient with that than having to go to the hospital.
1: Well, actually, we know for a fact that patients uh, in these Medicare Advantage plans, which would be expanded to, to some of the things I'm talking about, have a higher satisfaction. And there's reasons for that, right? So if we look at Medicare uh, Advantage beneficiaries, they have lower um, utilization rates of high cost services. That means they're not going to the hospital as much. They have better outcomes because of that. Uh, This is research data. Uh, Those with chronic conditions who are what we call dual eligibles, that means Medicare and Medicaid, um, had better patient outcomes and lower costs than uh, traditional Medicare fee-for-service programs. Humana recently uh, published data that shows that that, um, uh, the costs are about 19% less, 211,000 fewer days in the hospital per year with patients in Medicare uh, Medicare Advantage, 10.3% fewer emergency department visits. You know why they're not going to the emergency room? Because they're getting better pet care. and so, you know, the, the critics will say, well, you know, in this kind of a, uh, of a you know, private insurance world that they're just cherry picking for uh, the, you know, the, the, the people that aren't sick, there's very clear evidence now that that's absolutely the opposite, that actually people in Medicare Advantage plans are sicker. So that argument doesn't hold any water. And finally, you know, um, if we look at it actually cost per patient uh, per year, the Medicare Advantage plans are about 40% less uh, cost than than regular Medicare fee-for-service. So the evidence is absolutely overwhelming that if we could move to a better care plan uh, that is really focused on managing care better uh, and has the incentives right to do that, that we will not only reduce the cost, but we will improve the quality of the care delivered to the patients.
0: John, you mentioned detractors, and and some of those listening may remember many years ago, there were capitated systems that were referenced as HMOs or health maintenance organizations, and there were some negative impressions of them at the time of restrictions. It seems like there's some real improvements built into the better care plan that that would address that. What are some of those?
1: Well, as I mentioned, this becomes... um, better managed care. So when you get a upfront payment, uh, what happens is you start to look at the entire patient experience. For for us in the the lean or organizational excellence world, we are looking at the entire patient value stream, right? So as we look at that entire patient value stream, we're saying, where are the wasteful aspects of that entire uh, patient value stream? Now we can take those components out so that we improve the patient experience. Years ago, and that and it has been many, many, many years ago, uh, the HMOs of old had no clue how to do any of that stuff. And they had no clue about how to actually pay systems to improve care. The incentives that we're talking about here now uh, really are focused on getting upstream of disease, uh, preventing disease, and managing chronic disease in a much more efficient and effective manner. And that is gonna be measured by very specific quality metrics. So if you look at the Medicare Advantage plans today, um, you know NCQA, uh, National Committee on Quality Assurance, rates these plans. And so you either get five stars or a whole lot fewer stars and, and that's based on very specific quality measures. Now, what we're suggesting in the better care plan is we had had actually more uh, outcomes measures, in in particular patient reported outcomes measures, and also outcomes, clinical outcomes measures like heart surgery, morbidity and mortality and and other things, which are available today. I mean, this isn't something we have to create. So when you add those quality metrics to an incentive that actually allows people to get waste out of the system, uh, organizations that are focused on, on excellence are going to really win in this game. And of course, that's, you know, that's that's what we're focused on here at Catalysis is to help people understand um, how to actually uh create excellence in everything they do.
0: It sounds like a win-win-win. And, and so you mentioned earlier that the better care plan could work for employers as an option, as an alternative to more traditional health insurance benefits they may offer now. How would that kind of work?
1: Well, our suggestion is that the employers get to decide uh, if if they are uh, sick and tired of the dramatic increases that they get every year without any better uh, quality or, or or care. One of the things they could do would be to opt into a risk pool. And what we're suggesting is that, and we've we've done calculations on this that show that we could probably um, that they could probably have competitive, private better care plans with, with, you know, administered by private insurance companies at probably 20% of their employee salary cost. Most companies today spend at least 25 to 40% of um, uh, on healthcare in terms of their employee salary costs. So we believe that uh, we can reduce the actual cost uh, of getting these employees covered At the same time, we can increase the quality of care that they're receiving as evidenced by the difference between the Medicare Advantage plan quality performance and Medicare fee-for-service performance. And uh, the other thing is that this gets employers away from negotiating rates every year because the rates would already be um, predetermined and that the rates would be predetermined by a commission of of, of private sector representatives and and government um, Uh, representatives. So the whole negotiation thing goes out the window. And what we do then is focus on quality and patient experience as the competitive uh, differentiator amongst the um, private better care plans.
0: And it seems as though getting rid of some of that uncertainty, your your employee engagement has a higher opportunity for success because everybody knows kind of what's coming and and what they're in. And it's not this year to year change of whether or not my providers included or not, and those kind of things. So thank you, John, an interesting article and and really looks at addressing kind of some foundational issues within our system. So do do you have any other final thoughts you want to share with the listeners?
1: Well, I I think it's important for people to realize that, uh, you know, this isn't, The conversation today around um, single payer, okay? What we're talking about here is that Medicare actually uh, pays the bill, but there are private insurance companies that compete to, to enroll people, to enroll patients. So this isn't a single payer, so to speak, because it actually involves competition uh, at the insurance level. And it is designed to get rid of, or to, to uh, you know, get moved to a payment system that will incent the right behavior from a delivery system standpoint. And that means we're going to incent the improvement of quality by removing waste from processes and delivering on better patient experiences and i think that that is the difference knowing that that you know if we just have a single-payer fee-for-service medicare program that actually in our mind in our our opinion that my co-authors who many of them are very famous uh, economists we believe that that actually would be quite detrimental to the quality of care in this country. So unless we have a system that we can actually begin to manage that care and create the incentives around managing that care so that we have better patient experience, uh, if we just throw in a whole, you know, okay, yeah, let's just go to universal single payer, that doesn't get the job done. That doesn't get the job done. That's why we've created this, um, this thinking around the better care plan because it's a lot more complicated than just saying, okay, now we're gonna have single payer and it's gonna be Medicare. Uh, No, actually there are a lot of details that go into building a plan with the right incentives to improve quality and lower cost. And so that's why we believe this plan, the better care plan uh, in in the Harvard Business Review article, there's also an article in health affairs. You can see, you can read both of those articles on our website uh, under articles by Dr. Toussaint. Um, and I encourage you to do so because it's, it's time now to make some changes. And cer- certainly those of us in the lean thinking world have known this for a long time. And I think that uh, we may have an opportunity to actually get the incentives right so that we can actually uh, deliver better value, which is you know, what we're all about uh, at Catalysis and, and what many of you are, are attempting to do in your own delivery systems. So I, I encourage you to read those articles and uh, love to get your feedback. You know, this is a work in progress. Uh, we continue to meet uh, this, uh, it's called the Medicare Advantage Study Group. Uh, we continue to meet, we'd love to have your feedback and uh, see what you think. Uh, and uh, hopefully we can build something better together.
0: John, thank you for joining us so much. That's a the pandemic is no question. Um, put a spotlight on many, many things for us to learn from and brought to light things we were working on. And thank you all for listening. You can find a link to this full Harvard Business Review article at createvalue.org under the resources tab, as John mentioned, listing articles and news. You will also find other resources that can help you lead in the constantly changing healthcare environment. All of us at Catalysis hope you stay healthy And as always, we thank those working on the front line to keep us all healthy. Stay tuned for more episodes designed to help healthcare leaders support their organization on a journey to organizational excellence. Thank you for listening. Visit createvalue.org slash the lens to learn more about how catalysis can inspire you to accelerate change in your organization.